It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Come and celebrate us. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Come and celebrate us. This is our third annual Halloween special recommendation episode.、Uh, our first ever Halloween episode, we reviewed the film Mr. Vampire, a kung fu classic. It really was a classic. And then the following year, we did the night comes for us. Not really too spooky, but it was definitely a gore fest film that we wanted to celebrate for a gore festival of festivity that is Halloween. And this year, we have a blend of classic meets modern. <laughs> Rigor mortis. There, there. I mean, okay. So, when was this movie released? Twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen came 20, out. Twenty thirteen, like end of twenty thirteen,、uh, around Halloween time, I thought. And、right? yeah, and yeah. basically, rigor mortis is the temporary rigidity of muscles occurring after death. That's the definition. Okay. So yeah. There's a lot There's, of death in this film, and there was only one moment that, technically, depending on how you look at it, like it was purposely made to make you uncomfortable. Um. But in that re- like in that aspect, it did, it was a really cool scene too, when he uh, I you know what it's been like it's been like five years since the movie came out so,、uh, spoilers, but also not spoilers. Because we can talk about them, like when he hangs himself the first time, I was like really uncomfortable. Like it, he was flailing everywhere. That was crazy. That's when I knew we were in a crazy town. Well, what is the film、uh, film about? It's about a. If I remember correctly, he was a Hollywood star or just a you know film movie star. Fun fact, he was the original star in Mr. Vampire, the movie that we watched. He's playing the same character, but the actor of that character is、right. very meta. That is, yeah. Now this movie took another flip for its like craziness. All of the ca- all of the cast were former actors from Mr. Vampire. I actually. Remember you telling me about that, and just like the movie, the movie was like just exciting as as like it was all paying homage to the the original Mr. Vampire, but I didn't think it was that meta that like that actor was playing the actor of of the film. Of so the, he was playing、right? himself. He's playing himself, playing himself. Meta. <laughs> um. But yeah, so this this uh not necessarily washed up, but definitely winding down like actor, uh moves into an apartment complex where crazy crazy stuff happens, like using y- using uh kung fu to fight demons and spirits, and uh just. 
There's a lot of crazy stuff. This is a definitely must-watch movie. <laughs> I talked to Alex, and it was funny because he was he was working on something, and his wife Patty started watching it, and then and then she was like, uh, "Uh, this is this is a pretty scary film," and Alex was like, "Okay, I don't I don't know if I want to watch it," so he didn't watch it. <laughs> Because it was too scary, which is why he's not on this episode with us. It's okay, because, I mean, to be fair, we did have him play 40 minutes of also Layers of Fear, which was a very scary thing. There's a lot of scary things. Like, this was, the first half of this movie was definitely bonkers scary. And this <laughs> this film was produced by Takashi Shimitsu, who is best known for being the creator of the Juon franchise, which is The Grudge. No wonder the first half of this movie was bonkers crazy. I know. Like, yeah. Like, oh my God. Because when, when the film finally starts taking a small step away from bonkers thriller crazy, it like gets into this rhythm that I was absolutely in love with of just like kind of horror action. Yeah, it's definitely a horror film. Yeah. For a while, you're like, uh, when <laughs> when does the kung fu come in? And then it did, and I was like, oh, I can relax a little bit because I can know that I'm no longer going to be psychologically terrified. I'm going to be like, yeah, kick that guy. Use use the power of ninjutsu to kick that guy's ass. See, I wanted to watch <laughs> – I, well, I watched this film about a year ago, and I recommended it to, to for us to review, but I forgot how terrifying it would be for Alex. I forgot how scary this movie actually is. I like to think that part of the reason that you probably put it up on the table again this year is because we forced him to play Layers <laughs> of Fear. Like it was going to somehow like just push him into like temperament, you know, and it didn't. <laughs> he was like, uh, no, guys, no, no, no. Good thing he wore his brown pants today. I like to think that as a group, it is completely plausible for us to watch the terrifying shit, but also th- that's part of the thing is that Alex probably couldn't have watched it by himself at all. <laughs> how was how was it watching it by yourself? I watched t- the first 20 minutes of it by myself, and I was like, oh, hell no. It's 3 o'clock on a freaking Thursday, and the sun is outside, and hell no. What the fuck? fuck is this <laughs> the sun's outside <laughs> and you're still under your covers scared shivering. so then i made uh, so then i made my my friends on discord watch it with me using that thing i was telling you about to like discord live stream so we could actually watch stuff together is it pretty easy to use yeah how many people can watch at the same time up to i think 10 plus you hosting oh that's pretty cool so we'll probably start Doing. It is limited to 720p, 30fps, which isn't too big of a problem for movies, mm-hmm. but like, you know, yeah. But this will be good for our listeners or uh, potential viewers. Uh, they'll be able to watch some films with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do like a, like a ticket trade-off. It'll yeah. be pretty cool. But that's a completely different side note that you'll have to edit or edit out somewhere. Um, what I was leaning into is... Yeah, I I watched the first 20 minutes by myself and I said, why? Why? I'm a masochist. I hate me, but I will not hate me this much. 
I'm not going to finish this. So then I watched it online with some friends, and I made them watch it with me. And all all four of us together were like, why? Why did that? Why? Why are we celebrating Halloween right now? Do we? I thought you loved us. Why are you hating us and putting us through this? We are suffering together. That is what love is. Which led into... Um, uh, I looked up the technically not-so-secret ending, and my mind got blown. Like, when I thought the movie was over, and then it wasn't over, I was like, damn. I've been changed. The director, <laughs> Juno Mock, uh, he actually was nominated for uh, Best New Director for this film. That's really re- that makes me question what other films he's been making since then. He he's because only made one film after that after okay. that, and it just came out this year. Ooh, called it, Sounds of the Neon Night. That doesn't sound like a horror film. No, it's a crime thriller. So we're gonna watch it. Definitely put it on the list. <laughs> put it on the list. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this film and the cinematography. I found it very, very good. I agree with you. There were lots of really cool shots that it it's very interesting to know that like the amount of essentially negative space, you know, like things that were filling up the scene didn't feel like you were in an apartment complex. It was really, really weird. Like, at least, like, with the real-world stuff. And then a lot of the visual effects were insane. Yeah, they were like, not bad, especially for 2013. Like, you know, like especially for 2013. Like, like even if they were by today's standards, I'd be like, like, the thematic, the, the overall theme of the visual effects were, like, very intently used to give you goosebumps. Like that, like every single time I saw the tendrils all over the place, I started getting creeped out. Like that was amazing. That is, in my opinion, on par with, in a very similar but different kind of like category, Studio Ghibli Miyazaki's like water slime stuff. It just makes me feel uncomfortable, and it can also make me in Ghibli films like feel calm. Like it's amazing very different <laughs> what did you think of the horror aspect of the film the the actual horror part of the film being like the zombie vampire deal that wasn't spooky to me and I think personally that was because I kind of like at that point, when they finally explained, like, why and how the zombie came into place, I was like, oh, yeah, we're ready to kick its ass. Um, also, because, like, zomb- like I kind of had that idea that the zombie vampire aspect was going to be, like, you know, more like a boss. So you have to beat it. Not necessarily spooky. The spiritual aspect was directly linked to the psychological aspect of, like, just fucking with you like that was horror this was that was what got me this was the grudge with kung fu yeah that's like 
like the just just before I finally started piecing all that together, I was literally talking on the Discord about how it's weird that they chose to show a lot of little vignettes. But just like with like um, Fatal Frame, all of a sudden with those all those little vignettes, all those little side stories, when they come together, your mind gets blown. And I was I was like goosebumps, shocked, and it was terrifying. The uh, <laughs> oh, they did such a good job. I found the story of the twin sisters absolutely terrifying. That was a very sad story. When the when they revealed the first half of that story, I was like, no wonder there's like an evil spirit. Yeah. And then like eight started exploring it more and they showed the other half of that story. I I was just like, this whole apartment complex is fucked. Like by that point, I was like, maybe there's some sort of redemption just before that. And then they revealed that I was like. No, everybody's everybody's fucked. <laughs> How about when the exorcist is like going through the, the the complex and he just sees the sister swinging? Um, which which one? Glasses? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. When he just sees the yeah. sister swinging, that was terrifying. I was like, that was spooky as shit. Oh, oh I forgot about that part. Yeah, Alex would have yeah. died. Alex would have died. Alex would have died way before that. Yeah, to he be probably, fair. probably, yeah. Uh, another thing was, um, no, guys, I'm checking out. <laughs> another thing for me was the fact that both priests, both exorcists, and one of them was ultimately the one who made the vampire. Like, that was a very specific storyline to tell. Very short, like very, very decisive. And it, in my opinion. It's another one of those vignettes that adds to the overall story by tying everything together and tying like this whole madness that is around apartment two four four two, you know. For what was your favorite part? Not a badass moment. Not a what the fuck moment. Like just kind of like a favorite thing that happened because for me i was completely thrown off and it wasn't necessarily what the fuck moment it just was like a one of my absolute favorite moments was the uh (laughs) he fixed the tricycle and then they were peeing in the sink together (laughs) i was like (laughs) maybe this movie doesn't have to have a sad ending (laughs) wait why why did he why were they peeing in the sink together because they were just uh the the main character was just spending the day with the young boy after he fixed his tricycle and they were just having a good time and then they were peeing in the sink for some reason i remember the pacing of the film kind of i don't know i was going through so many emotions while i watched the film that's that's why this was one of my favorite moments that wasn't you know first i was really scared and then i was like ah and then i was like ah and then i was like ah and then i was like wow cool action I think my favorite, one of my favorite parts was, was when he was fighting the spirits. I felt like the way they shot the action scenes, everything was very clear and it was cool to see the exorcists working together. That was, 
there was like two times that that happened. Yeah. And one of those times involved the super badass blood string. That was dope. That was such a weird, like that was one of those weird, for me at least, you can show how technical something can be, even though you have technically speaking, no idea what's going on. Right. Like, they showed purposely, like he they they had to bleed onto the string, and then they wrapped it around the spirits in order to somehow confine them. Like there was really really technical shot just just for that whole thing to make it feel like a fight scene. And I mean, you know, it it was a fight scene, but it was also just like them working together to capture these two demons. It was really crazy, like. This whole movie was crazy. <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that uh, they kept the the old Chinese story of this hopping vampire alive. And they did a modern retelling of it. Because uh, Mr. Vampire, very, very much comedy. Yes. With Samuel Hung. There's, yeah. This movie, <laughs> very not so much comedy. It is funny that you say that because we were both terrified, but also you're like, you're right. There was this movie brought you on an emotional roller coaster somehow, like throughout the whole thing. And I really couldn't stop watching it. I just wanted, I just, I wanted to know the rest of the story. And it gave it to us. It like, like I said, it was a very weirdly video gamey experience of like I couldn't stop watching I wanted to finish it and then something would happen and I'm like oh shit here we go <laughs> I I would highly recommend this film I would give it a 7 out of 10 I feel like I can go back to this film each Halloween and if I have a bunch of free time you know this is in my Halloween list of films to watch this is definitely a 7 out of 10 for me as well. Um, I think I give Mr. Vampire an 8 out of 10 because I love the comedy and I loved it. I can watch but, Mr. Vampire when it's not Halloween. I can watch it yeah. all the time. This movie, I like to introduce it to people. I think it's a fun film to introduce uh, people to some kung fu as well as some horror I think that this movie honestly stands on its own feet outside of Halloween. However, it is not something I normally would watch anyways because it's a horror. That's the problem. Is like, you know that I'm more susceptible to horror than Alex is, <laughs> and even then, I'm like, I would not go to go. I would not see this movie unless I had a reason to, like the podcast or. Watching it with friends or Halloween. Yeah, if you if you like a scary night, Halloween or not, uh, you should definitely watch this film. Definitely huge, highly recommended. Like it's it's a good film and it's a good horror film. It just also happens to fit into our overall uh Halloween theme for October as well as the overall kung fu aesthetic <laughs> this is really really like this is easy to branch out and introduce people into like what we're doing though yeah here's through how through horror <laughs> spooky 
Here's a little bit of love for Kung Fu through horror. All right, this is a slightly shorter episode even after you edit if you do any editing. Yeah, I will edit. Because, I mean, we don't have a third opinion. No, <laughs> it's just <laughs> our opinions. Okay. Alex wouldn't have an opinion. He'd be too spooked. Yeah, he's too spooked. Patty might. Maybe. Even <laughs> Patty was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. This is kind of scary. Yeah, even like knowing Patty was like spooked at some point. He was like, no, this is definitely a horror film. Yeah. This was... I freaking love this movie. God. I'm surprised I haven't shared it more often. No, I know why you haven't shared it more often. is because you don't have a lot of people who are going to watch horror films with you. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I just watch horror films by myself. And then I have... While you listen to a horror podcast. And then I have some nightmares. And then I talk to some spirits. And then I'm all good. And then you sleep over here. While I hold all the animals with me. Because I need their warmth. And then sometimes I mumble things in my sleep. Okay, 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 okay. Because we don't have Alex who has the like list all the time. What was your what the fuck moment? I think, uh, yeah, I got it. I really didn't like it. It makes me sad. The whole rape scenario. That was your what the fuck moment? Yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. Not really what the fuck, but I was like, fuck, that sucks. It gave the story an unnecessary extra fuck moment. <laughs> like, like the thing about for for the thing for me is that I've, I don't know. I've, I feel, I feel weird saying this. So maybe keep it on the pod anyway, but like in my mind, if a rape scene is too long and it makes me super, super uncomfortable, then I'll like, I'll know right away. And then I won't like, like I won't, I'll just like hate on the film because of it. It'll make it weirder. This was rape is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Rape scenes are in general supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And this was one of those scenes that I did feel uncomfortable, but I didn't feel uncomfortable long enough. (laughs) I thought that this was a very short rape scene that led into direct satisfaction of of vengeification, right? Yes, which means the director was nice to us. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it wasn't so painful that I was like cringing. I was just like, "Oh fuck, there's a fucking rape scene." Remember that one film we watched where the guy went to prison? Yeah. And he was raped? Yeah. That's that's like that that's was what uncomfortably I mean. long. Yeah, where we're like, oh, I feel so sad right now. Yeah, yeah. Or um, even I, though I, technically speaking, it was uh part of the like the scene itself is like a like an adult film. Um, in um, Perfect Blue, that was also a very very long rape sequence, even though it's meant to be like. In context of the film, it's still like she's doing an adult film. You know? It's, in general, all that was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I just hate rape. Rape? Bad. But we <laughs> but we end up watching so many movies where it drives the vengeance. Because it puts you in that character's uh, side. Automatically, if a character gets raped, 
I'm siding with uh, that person because I want the other person to die a miserably slow death. Yeah. 99.9%. I literally can't think of any movie, comic, or film where, like, like you feel bad for the, like, like, like the raper. <laughs> the rapist. No, never. <laughs> right? And- there's an entire series called Law and Order Special Victims Unit to make you feel bad for victims. Not that you should not feel bad for them, but you know, like there's a lot of weird content that it should you should already not like rapists like that that kind of deal. You know, you should be wary of that. And it's an easy way for the director to say, "Okay, now enjoy watching this person die." Right? Yeah. Which is funny because your face right now reminded me of Donald Glover's like, and uh, enjoy Black Swan. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, now we're going to watch this person die a gruesomely horrible death, but you're not going to feel bad for them. You're going to enjoy it. That's where the second half of that particular story comes in after the rape. And you were like, "So, so she killed him and then the sister killed herself. And then... Wait, no, everybody's dead. What's going on in the apartment complex? Wait, who's alive? And who's the boss? Tony Danza! (laughs) (laughs) Good night. This has been Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. We highly recommend the film Rigor Mortis that came out in 2013, which is a modern retelling of an old classic called Mr. Vampire. With heavy influences of The Grudge. Yes, yes. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe to our Facebook, which is HST, facebook.com forward slash HSTSC33. Or Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Just yeah, search us there. Hidden you'll, Shadows of the Secret Chamber. You'll find those plugs. Uh, Instagram, HSTSC33. Our Twitter, HSTSC33. Oh, man. Wait. Is it HSTSC33? <laughs> and Juniors. My uh, And my live stream over at twitch.tv forward slash cooking ninja carve. That's right. He called it his life stream. I would wife stream. That's right, stream. No Riding cl- a bike stream. No cloud strife stream. Sipping on lean all night stream. Wearing my Spanx and my tight teen knee bopper uh, pants. Lactose intolerant, so all I drink is rice dream. Oh. Um. Um. <laughs> Mighty Mouse, Sword in the Clouds, uh, creating Bubble House, Steam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That one show from the producers of American Horror Story and Glee, I think it's called Scream Queens. Um, (laughs) um, White Crack Cocaine Fiends. (laughs) 